Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. I'm your host, Chris Malpe, and today I'm joined with my co-host, Parsh Shaw, and my editor, Zach Rimbos. How's it going, guys? It's going great. It's the voice. Going great. So, this is our second time recording Mock Draft 3.0. The only royalty in that is that the Bears have cut Trey Burton, so now we can give you a little bit more of an accurate depiction of how the draft's going to go. That being said, you're seeing this on Tuesday. The draft's going down on Thursday. This is going to be our last mock draft unless we make a pitch effort for a last one. But I'm pretty sure this is our last one, so let's just hop right into it. We're going to start with round two, 43rd overall, a pick from the Raiders. I've got Lloyd Cushenberry II, interior offensive lineman slash center from LSU. He's a starting caliber player at multiple positions, and he has very long arms and can block multiple defenders. His frame works really well for run blocking. Overall, he's a great addition in pass and run blocking. He's a plug-and-play lineman that the Bears so desperately need. Day one starter, I've got Lloyd Cushenberry II. Let's go to Parth. I have us taking offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State. Um, a lot of teams are currently high on him. Uh, I think a lot of teams are looking to draft him actually late in the first round, but he fell to me at the 43rd pick, and he's just like a plug-and-play starter once again, and we desperately need help at the offensive line, so I thought about taking him as soon as I saw him on the board. Zach, who do you have at 43? I got Cole Komet uh, just because he's he's uh, <coughs> he was supposed to – um, get taken a lot earlier in the other mock drafts that we did, or I did. Um, and when he dropped and he was at 43, uh, I took him. I like him more than Bryson Hopkins. I think the only disadvantage that Cole Komet has at the tight end position is um, some of the blocking, which isn't even that bad. He's a decent blocker. Um, and I really I love Cole Komet. I've, I've fallen in love with him ever since uh, watching him out at Notre Dame. Cool. All right, next we've got... Another pick in the second round for the Bears, 18th pick in the second round, 50th overall. I'm going to pass it back to you, Zach. We're going to go snake, so I'm going to go back to you. Okay. Um, at 50, I've got um, offensive tackle Austin Jackson out of USC. Solid. And this is interesting, too, because I don't even know if he would fall to us at 50, um, but apparently he didn't. I don't even know draft, if he would so. fall to 43. Right, it would be uh, it'd be interchangeable, but I think um, sometimes we've seen Austin Jackson sitting at forty three, and then at fifty, Cole Komet's still there, but it's it's been kind of switching recently. So, um, yeah, I've got I got Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC. Well, we've covered him before, so I don't know if I need to go too in depth with him, but um, yeah, Solid that's what I got. All right, Parth, who do you have at fiftieth overall? I was taking tight end Cole Komet. He was sitting oh. there, and I found myself taking him. Yeah, uh, he's my tight end two for the draft. I'm high on Adam Troutman. I know a lot of you guys aren't, but I, I just kind of like how Troutman had a great, great four, four solid years at Dayton, and he possesses a lot of upside. Cool. But uh, I saw Cole Komet sitting at fifty, and I knew I can't pass up on a guy like Cole Komet. You know what's weird about Adam Troutman though is that uh, after I didn't see him before, but he was the draft networks. He was at like seventy nine for the ranking, which I just saw today, right behind Cole Komet at forty three. Yeah, he's just which he behind, wasn't. Yeah. Before. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it because these draft boards are changing uh, ever so crazily, and even yeah. the closer we get to the draft, they're changing even more as teams continue to switch their boards. But heading into my 50th pick, uh, we, uh, we, my friends, have a trade. I have traded the 50th overall pick to the New England Patriots for picks 87, 100, and 195. So I pick up 
two third-round picks, and a sixth-round pick. I'm not sure how realistic that is, but the Patriots accepted it, so I've got it. So I'm going to name off the players now that I got from that trade, or at least two of them. With 87, I've got DeMond Arnetti, cornerback out of Ohio State. He's experienced against good competition. Obviously, Ohio State, one of the best teams in college football. He also has really good size for the NFL. He has played both inside and outside cornerback, so could help at the slot as well as outside as a replacement for Prince of Mukamara. We know Buster Screen has struggled from time to time. He has good strength and pressure, is good at reading quarterbacks' eyes, and isn't afraid to get chippy with receivers for a catch. Also, he doesn't need much help, help tackling at all. Uh, he's, pretty he's pretty solid against the run. With pick 100 in round three, I've got Harrison Bryant, tight end out of Florida Atlantic University. He had a 32-5 vertical jump at the NFL Combine. He's got the NFL comparison of George Kittle and had one of the best prospect grades out of all the tight ends at the NFL Combine. He's a really solid pass catcher who's a threat in the second and third levels, can secure catches through contact, and is really technically sound as a pass and a run blocker too. He has held his own against college teams such as Ohio State and really is good at improvising if a play breaks down for someone like Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles. So those are the two players I ended up trading the 50th pick for. Personally, I think that was a really good trade. Uh, I don't know. You, you guys think that was a good trade? I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. a good trade. Yeah. All right. Let's head into the next Bears pick. Uh, obviously, they traded the fourth-round pick to Jacksonville for Nick Foles. We're going to head to the fifth round. Pick 18 in the fifth round, 163 overall. Zach, who do you have with 163? I picked Michael Owenu, uh, interior offensive lineman out of Michigan. Um, and according to the analyst reports, um, he just is dominant, and he's kind of that trench player on, on the line. He's really strong. Uh, the only con he has is pretty much just a couple of notes they said are mobility and foot speed. Um but I, I believe that if, as long as the strength is there, um, and he was there at 163, I really I like that. Um, I think that we need somebody who's going to be able to square up and and uh, take these take the rushers and linebackers out of the picture for whoever's sitting that quarterback behind us there. Absolutely. Uh, with 163, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite wide receivers who I had in mock draft 2.0 for Bear Down. I've said that John Hightower is one of my favorites as far as someone who can take the top off a of defense, but if it's not him, it's Isaiah Hodgins who I chose, wide receiver out of Oregon State. He's a deep threat. He can play outside and protects catches with his frame. He's absolutely terrific at tracking balls on the move. He's got good body control and double moves. Not the fastest receiver, but really good ball tracking skills. I think he could be the deep threat to replace Taylor Gabriel in Chicago. So I've got Isaiah Hodgins with 163. Parth, who did you choose in the fifth round? I was taking safety, Geno Stone from Iowa. Really good um, pick. Yeah, yeah Chris, I'm knows, a bit Chris knows a lot about us. So. so he's a physical tackler. He's smart. He's got great coverage skills. I think uh, maybe like with this defensive line, he'd be a great addition, and especially playing next to Bo, Bo Jack would definitely help him. Absolutely. Now before we head into the sixth round, I still have pick 195 from the Patriots, so I'm going to read who I got with that. I've got... Trajan Bandy, cornerback for Miami. He's athletic, he moves well in space, can cover all route receivers, and he has flashy ball skills. He can bait quarterbacks to make throws, but needs to work on his fundamentals and technique. And honestly, when you think about someone coming from Chicago or coming to Chicago, who better to work with on fundamentals and technique than Chuck Pagano and Kyle Fuller? I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. 
Now let's head into the sixth round. 196 overall. Actually, the next pick, Zach. Who do you have at 196? I've got cornerback Lamar Jackson. Um, and out of Nebraska, he's uh, we've talked about him before, but he's long. He's good in press coverage. Uh, he's physical, and when he needs to be, obviously not not in a um, in a way that would harm us. But uh, I really like him uh, being at 196, and obviously cornerback is a need. Um, so I got Lamar Jackson, cornerback out of Nebraska. Solid. Who do you have at 196, Parth? I have us taking uh, John Hightower, wide receiver from Boise State. Um, yes, sir. You just explained how he takes the top off defenses. He's got great speed, um, something that would be a great replacement for Taylor Gabriel, which we definitely need. And I feel like John Hightower would be a great complement to Miller and uh, Allen Robinson. Absolutely. So for 196, after 195, uh, I'll have two picks in a row if that trade were to go down. I've got Anferni Jennings, uh, an edge rusher from Alabama. He had a 6.2 prospect grade on NFL.com, which is one of the best prospect grades for any of the six-round picks. He was named a permanent Alabama team captain by Nick Saban, so that means there's only a couple of those. I think there's one from each team. So he's 2019's permanent captain, and it obviously says a lot if you're being talked that highly by Nick Saban. So he's clearly a leader. He's got good recognition skills, can shut down runs, and lock out blockers with his long arms. He's powerful at the end of his rush. He swats down a ton of passes, actually an unusual amount. He can set the edge pretty easily on tight ends when he's getting blocked by them. And I think he's the perfect player to learn under Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. So I've got Anferni Jennings, Edge, Alabama. Let's head four picks later to pick number 200 in the sixth round. Zach, who do you have with pick 200? Shaheem Carter, safety out of Alabama. Um, again, another guy that we've we've covered a lot. Uh, he was a former cornerback um, recruit, but uh, he's smart in coverage. Uh, he's not overly dynamic. Um, he is a, a little bit of a con is his tackling ability, um, but he's good in zone coverage. He's got good ball skills. Um, he's competitive and flexible. Um, obviously, the safety need is there, and so I've got Shaheem Carter out of Alabama. Absolutely. With pick 200, I think I've got a steal here. Uh, I've got Antoine Brooks Jr. Not exactly Antoine Winfield Jr., but he's a safety out of Maryland, another Big Ten team. He's instinctive near the line. He's a strong safety who loves hitting hard, and I think he could pair really well with Eddie Jackson. He's a great open field tackler. Something that stands out to me about a player that's in the box is that you know, you're going to have to defend the run a lot. And that's something that stands out to me about him is he's good in the open field. He also has good pre-snap recognition because he was actually formerly a quarterback. And he's great on special teams. So with pick 200, I've got Antoine Brooks Jr., safety from Maryland. Parth, who do you have at 200? I have us taking another offense lineman out of Wake Forest, John Just, Justin Heron. Uh, he's a decent run, run blocker, but he's a great pass blocker. Uh, that's his SU's best trade. He has one red flag, which was a ACL tear in 2018, but he did play all of last year. Um, he's definitely going to be a project, um, but I think it's worth taking a project player, especially because we all know how bad the offense line was last year. Absolutely. Let's head to the seventh round. Our next pick is at 226 overall. Zach, who do you have with 226 in the seventh round? Kendall Coleman, edge out of Syracuse. Uh, he's a refined technician. He's crafty with his hands. Uh, he's a smart football player. He's good. He knows how to counter blocks. Um, 
And I think, I mean, we've said this so many times at this point, but anybody who sits behind that front line is obviously going to improve uh, greatly. Absolutely. Um, and, and edge is still a need in this draft, or not not in this draft, but still will be a, a need for this team in the future. Um, yeah. And I've got Kendall Coleman out of Syracuse. Yeah, I think I had him in my Deshai Bears News mock draft 3.0, so there's a lot of good guys late as far as that goes. Yeah. I've got Brian Harrion, running back out of Georgia, uh, you know, he sat under Sony Michelle for a couple of years. He's great in the open field, similar to Tariq Cohen. He can shake and make tacklers miss. He's got great vision and toughness. He has a quick trigger that can hit, and he bursts up field. Uh, we saw Cohen struggle a lot in the pass-catching game last season, obviously. His uh, drop passes percentage rose from 1.1% in 2018 to 8.7% in 2019, and he had 9 or 10 drops. But Harry has soft hands that help him as a pass catcher. And to add the cherry on top, he's done kick returns in the past and can pick up blocks on special teams. Uh, so a pretty good all-around player. Brian Harrion, running back out of Georgia. He would be a project, but someone interesting to bring in. Parth, who do you have at pick 226 overall in the seventh round? I was t- taking a cornerback from Georgia Southern, Southern Kendall Wilder. V- He's 5'10", 185 pounds. He's a little, he's on the shorter side, but he's athletic. He's got he's been competitive. Uh, he's really good in zone coverage. Uh, red flag is tackling, which once again is not the best red flag to have. But uh, he's got two starting seasons there, and uh, I think he is another project player which the Bears could use at cornerback because we do not we already have a couple corners, and I feel like just adding a corner would be a great depth piece as well. Absolutely. We've got one more pick in our last mock draft here. Pick 19 overall in the seventh round. 233 overall. Now, I'm going to start this one off by saying, personally, I don't think that even though the Bears re-signed Tyler Bray means that they don't draft a quarterback in this draft. I think there may be a need to draft a quarterback late. It's either draft a quarterback late this year or draft a quarterback early next year. It kind of depends on what they want to do because I don't think Trubisky and Foles are both going to be on the lineup in 2021. That doesn't make much sense to me because they would have to re-sign Mitch for that. And if Mitch does well, they re-sign him and Foles probably goes. So for that reason, I've got Jake Luton, quarterback out of Oregon State. He's got really good anticipation and timing. He's hit over 50% completion rate on deep throws four years in a row. He rarely puts the ball in harm's way. In his last two seasons, he's only thrown seven interceptions and almost 40 touchdowns. Solid competition in the Pac-12 with some good teams out there. Uh, he can get rid of the ball rather than taking sacks. We know that's an issue with Mitch. We'll see how uh, how full stacks up with this offensive line. But uh, we don't want people taking sacks or not being able to make reads. And I think he could progress his game underneath Trubisky and Foles. So I've got Jake Luton, quarterback from Oregon State with my last pick and my last mock draft. Zach, who do you have uh, with your last pick here? I got Benjamin Victor. He's a wide receiver out of Ohio State. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I originally, my other mock drafts, had quarterback with my last pick, but I think I'm just going to stick with the wide receiver here because I didn't draft one earlier. Victor's solid. Um, I had him in one of my and I said, drafts. And like I said before we started the call, I really love – I like John Hightower. I like K.J. Hamler. Uh, those are two guys that if we were to draft the wide receiver earlier in the earlier rounds, I would take them. Um, but I, I felt in this uh, finalized draft, that I'm going to go with offensive tackles and tight end uh, first three picks. So um, 
Victor, Benjamin Victor, he's tall and long with a huge catch radius, um, and he knows uh, how to maximize uh, with his ball skills. Um, he lacks a little bit of play strength off of this off the jump. Uh, if, if press corners um, decide to press him, he will probably get eaten up, which kind of you know that's his that's his main con. But I feel like we miss a lot of that catch, go up and get it mentality with the. I mean, besides Allen Robinson, maybe. Um, and I think that Ryan Pace uh, is going to stick with going with somebody, some other position uh, than wide receiver, but and just rely on Ridley and those guys. But we'll see. So I got Benjamin Victor of Ohio State. Absolutely. I mean, you think of Robinson; he's listed as like six two, six three, but the Bears haven't really had like that big play receiver since Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall. I guess one could argue that Robinson is it in the way, but. I mean, those guys used to go up for like every catch, so I definitely think that's getting right. someone tall. Is yeah, Benjamin Victor. Sorry, idea? I didn't mention this. He's he's six four, uh, two hundred pounds. Okay, so, so a he's, he's a bigger big than Robinson. Yeah. All right, Parth. Who do you have in the last mock draft uh, pick? I have a taking linebacker Michael Divinity Jr. from LSU. He comes from a great school in LSU. We all know he won the national championship. He's a senior. He's got leadership roles there. He's been there for four years. He knows what he's doing, playing great competition all four years. Um, he's projected to go in the seventh round because he's inconsistent with his play processing ability, which is something Roquan Smith is very good at. So is Danny Trevathan. So just learning under the, learning from those two would definitely help Michael out and become a better linebacker for the future if needed. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for our final mock draft. Look, I'm going to say this is our first year doing mock drafts on the channel, and it's our third year um, doing doing this thing, but at the same time, we haven't been consistent the first two years. All the mock drafts did really well. We're going to definitely get, I would hope, 10-plus in in 2021, so look forward to those coming next year. Uh, it seems like you guys love the mock drafts, and we're going to get going early on uh, getting scouts and stuff for, for 2021. So that's pretty much going to do it. Not with our draft coverage. we still got a couple more videos coming this week, but with our mock drafts for the 2020 year. Thank you guys very much for the support on them. We appreciate it a ton. If you'd like more really? draft content, you can find all of the links to our social media down in the description. And please be sure to check out BearDown.com. We're putting out tons and tons of draft articles up there all week, getting you guys as prepared as possible for the NFL draft. I'm super excited. I think we're all pretty excited with no sports right now. I think this entire weekend is just going to be devoted to the draft. But uh, no issues there. Not one issue there. But that is pretty much it. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at BearDown. Thank you guys for tuning in. Zach and Parth, any last words? Five days away. It's yeah, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for this. But uh, also, just to add on to what you were saying, we've we've been so thankful for all the support that we've been getting on uh, all the content that we've been putting out. So, um, you know, we've been working hard, and we appreciate that you guys uh, are enjoying the content. But uh, keep it up Absolutely. during this time, and and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree that the only positive to this whole pandemic is that we've been sneakily productive on, on, uh, everything we've been doing. Yeah. But at the same time with hard work comes, uh, you, you get what you want out of it. And we've been getting that. So the grind to one K is still on bears fans. Thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, Chicago stay safe. I have to say that nowadays because of this pandemic and as always bear down. Peace. Peace.